it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Welcome to another episode of Sales with Sully. Hi, I'm Scott Sullivan, and I'll be your guide through the next half hour of questions that we answer off of the internet. This is Sales with Sully. Every week, we take all of the questions that you put up on Twitter at Sales with Sully, or you email me through the inspirednewsradio.com website, and then we answer those questions here, consolidate them as as much as we can to get them uh, concise and bring them to the point this week the title is mentor this we've had lots of questions recently about finding a mentor being a mentor what does this sound like what does this look like how do i do it all of those questions around that so today i'm going to dedicate the entire episode to being and uh, not only being a mentor but also finding a mentor so let's first start and talk about what is a mentor why would i need one and why would i want to be one for sure so a mentor is quite easily said is just someone who has been there before you someone who has had the experience doesn't necessarily mean they're older than you it means that they have had that a similar experience in the area or arena that you're looking for. It would be very hard to mentor someone in, let's say, something strange like sword swallowing if they've never been a sword swallower. That would be a little tough because then you're just looking at somebody who has never done it and is just giving you coaching or lessons. And and that doesn't necessarily mean it can't be done. What it usually means is, is that it's not the same uh, as what we consider to be a mentor. If you are a firefighter or you want to be a firefighter, maybe the thing that you need to do is find someone in that profession that has done it, maybe retired from there or is active duty and and find out if that person then, you know, can give you time and and give you some of their experience to to solidify whether or not that's really something that you want to do. So being a mentor is one thing and then accepting mentorship is another so with the first half of this program we're going to talk about actually looking for or finding a mentor because a lot of questions came in on twitter uh, asking me things like you know where do i find mentors are there are there groups or websites and yes the answer is yes to all of the above there are there are groups of people that actually specialize in mentoring and they are looking uh, you know, for people that they can guide into the industry. And there's a whole list of reasons why they want, would like to be a mentor. Maybe it's because they love the industry or that chosen part of an industry and they're looking to get more and more people into that. Or maybe it's gender specific. For instance, I know a, a woman who wants more ladies 
ladies and more women in the engineering field. So she puts out her uh, her her feelers and her network lets people know that our women that are in the engineering group that she is available to be a mentor for them, and she's been doing uh, engineering for a, a lot of years, and that is what she's trying to do. Her goal is to keep you know or to get more women and to keep more women in the engineering field you can also have people that want to mentor because they want to see the industry get better or change in a in a certain direction for instance here's another one uh, back in the day when animation was a just a, a huge you know they would make a uh, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs made in the 50s and the 60s and the, the even earlier than that, the 40s. Those, uh, those movies were hand-painted on, on cells one at a time and then photographed one at a time and then put together in an animated feature. And now the industry is, is almost exclusively 100% digital. So you have mentors on both sides of that equation. What do I mean by that? I mean that you have old school, people that wanna keep that industry alive, they wanna keep that talent that it used to be to make one cell at a time. Those artists, they want to, they want people to know what it, what it, ta- what it used to take to actually um, make that animated, that full-length animated feature, and how many, you know, months, weeks, or months, or even years it took to paint that many cells and shoot them one frame at a time. So there are folks on that side of the equation that want to make sure that other people are aware and can get to understand that old school technology and you see it in a lot of different industries you see it in the audio uh, industry where people are going back to vinyl because they say they like the sound it's different and there are people out there that are sound engineers that have a have a affinity towards the vinyl side then you have others that are 100% digital where you can create music with a computer now and and take it out and become a disc jockey and 100% of that is still original music but not even a single instrument is actually played or recorded or brought out you know and put onto what we call overdubbing or on a track or uh, engineered masters on the old you know 1632 and 64 channel tapes those are those days are again mentorship on both sides of that equation keeping the old alive but yet also embracing the new and there are a lot of mentors out there that are trying to bring the industry forward by saying here's the new technology here's the latest and the greatest and they start mentoring uh, young people to bring that new technology into uh, you know into the world faster quicker uh, and hopefully with be more prolific so you can see that being uh, or looking for a mentor can be on either side of of a lot of different equations so when we first start talking about getting a mentor or finding one you need to then put down a plan you need to write it up write down exactly what you're looking for in a mentor are you looking for very high level kind of esoteric kind of philosophy about how something is done or the philosophy behind where it came from and the industry um, you know wh- where it is that 
you know that this very very high level that not the specifics of the industry not the specifics of a of a particular task but you know is it a a very high level you know belief system or um you know maybe even a moral compass or how the industry has evolved over years if that's the case that's a different mentorship than if you're looking for someone to be specific on a particular type of technology here's an example for you if you wanted to know how the computer evolved maybe you know look at how the first you know punch cards evolved into tape drives that evolved into you know digital uh, you know hard drives and things like that then you may want to choose a mentor of a different era of a different skill set uh, someone who lived through that transition that can give you those very high level kind of concepts of things that, that have changed now if you're looking specifically to find somebody in the computer industry that is on the absolute cutting edge something in the you know plasma storage or or neural pathways that are are linked to artificial intelligence or you know then that's a, a different type of mentorship because you're now looking at a very very specific niche within that industry and you need to find the right person. So if you are the one that is looking for a mentor, then you need to have a plan and what is it specifically that you're looking for because you're gonna go into like a, I don't wanna say an interview process because that's not really you know, a, an accurate statement, but you're definitely gonna talk to these people. First of all, you have to find out if they're open to being a mentor and then you need to have a timeline kind of set out. This this is what I'd look I'd, I would be asking for this is the area of expertise that I'm looking for help or mentorship on I you know and it doesn't have to be formal and it doesn't have to be a contract but you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to pop in on somebody and say hey are you thinking about being a mentor I really need somebody and I was thinking about a hundred hours a week you know maybe we could hang out and have dinner three nights a week you know that it becomes a little bit of intrusive. So you want to make sure that you're aware and allow the relationship to grow from a men into the mentor to grow within the space. And also, it, it, if you'd like my advice, my advice would be is find a mentor that has done it before. Someone who has some experience of being a mentor because they probably have learned something in their last experience or two and they know something about you know boundaries and hedges around you know the relationship and the the things that are possible and aren't possible and that helps a lot because you know your first the first time that you're doing it as a mentor it sometimes can be a little bit like well am i giving too much am i not giving enough what does this look like you know how you know i is it's okay to call me you know on friday night at eight o'clock or is it not okay you know do i have do I have the perception of a life or do I just just go ahead and let you call me anytime you want so those are the things that 
when you're looking for a mentor uh, that you want to make sure that you're writing down and keeping track of. And I would suggest that you keep a mentorship journal. And the reason why I say that is because when you're with your mentor, you want to be in the moment. You want to actually spend time with that person and you want to have uh, maybe a list of questions or things that have come up over the, the time period between the last time that you spoke or saw them. And you want to you know foster that relationship because at the end of the day, you want to hopefully give back and be a mentor for someone else, passing on that, that additional information that you and the benefit that you've got by being mentored by somebody in the industry that you've chosen. So that's the first thing. So have a plan, write it down, keep a journal, and then start finding out what niche you want to be in. How how deep do you want to get down in the weeds and how specific are you looking for? Do you want just someone in the computer industry, period? Do you want someone in the artificial intelligence, you know, in the hard drive side, you know, software, hardware? You have to figure out what it is that you're actually looking for. And you also have to be very, very aware of the amount of time that you're going to be asking for and the amount of onus that you're going to put on this person. So you want to make sure that you have a little bit of a written plan. And then when you have your first, your first mentor or two that you've picked out that sound like these could be you know, people that you could get along with, then you want to start looking at the non industry specific standards do your you know do you mesh well together could you spend time with this person are they uh, you know are they friendly and open and are you shy and and closed down what are the what are the things that you think might be possible barriers or possible problems or issues that might come up so try and address those while you're picking your first mentor. And again, this is where having a mentor that's had some experience comes into play. Because you could the first piece of advice that you could get from a mentor is, hey, I'm not the right person for you to be your mentor. That could be the first perfect piece of advice because they've had that experience before and they've gone through it. Maybe they've seen some red flags and, and know what they were, would do different on the second, third, or fourth, or fifth time, wherever they come from in their experience. So that that could be your first piece of mentorship is that, hey, I'm not the right person for you, but I know somebody. So that's where the networking comes in. So now that you have started the process, start putting out your uh, into your network. Put your feelers out into the network. Find, go to where those people are and where they may congregate. You're probably going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly. If you are studying to be you know, something in animal husbandry or zoology or something in the animal, you know, world, you're probably not going to hang out in the computer lab, you know, unless that's a specific niche within that, that industry. So you have to kind of, you know, birds of a feather flocking together. Where, where are the people that you admire and respect? 
And my next piece of advice to you, if I were mentoring you, is aim as high as you possibly can. You will be absolutely shocked about how sometimes flattered people are when they are asked to be your mentor. And sometimes if they've done it in the past, they know how to handle it so they can actually take on two or three or four or even more mentors, mentorees, at the same time. They can mentor multiple people if they have that experience. So aim as high as you possibly can. If you wanna be something in the neuroscience world, find out who's written the most papers, who's the most respected PhD. If you're in that industry, you probably already know. Who's written the most you know, textbooks on the subject? Who's written the most white papers on the subject? Who is the number one expert in that field? And find out what their availability is for a phone call, get hook up with them on social media or LinkedIn, find their email address if they're at, the, uh, at some particular university pull all of those and all of that information together remember if you start at the very 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 top at the very top of the pyramid and you shoot for the very top and then say you don't get the very top but you get the next layer down you're already way ahead of where you probably would have been if you started from the bottom moving up so shoot as high as you possibly can but again be well thought out and have a plan and know what you're gonna say when you send them an email or when you meet them in person, you know, you just don't walk up and shake somebody's hand and say, oh, I love your work, would you mentor me? That probably is not the best approach. So you need to look at your sales skills just a little bit and make sure that you are uh, shooting as high as you possibly can. Make sure that you've picked out your plan, you know exactly what you're gonna say and how you're gonna approach it. That way you know what to do when you're looking for a mentor. Now let's turn it around a little, just just a little bit. So you are now the person who is capable of or looking to mentor others. One of the thing, the best things that you can do in the industry is to put out the word that you are available to mentor one, two, or three, however many people you can handle in your industry because you are the leader in the industry. So now I'm talking to those folks right now that are the published authors, that have their papers written, that are that are been in the industry for enough years, that have started to build a following, that are being approached from time to time, asking, you know, the the undergrad student that that meets you at a you know mixer at the university and and shakes their hand and says i love your work would you mentor me <laughs> you need to know what your response is going to be to that I have been on both sides of the equation. Even after 30 years of being in the industry of sales and marketing, I still have a mentor. I still have someone that I rely on, someone that I call upon for advice, a very sage gentleman that I have known for, for almost 40 years in my personal life, and someone that I have a tremendous amount of respect for that has seen just about every trend and aspect possible in the sales and marketing arena. And I love, just love for the fact that I can still pick up the phone and I can give him a call and, and just say, you know, where are we, you know, on this? And here are some questions I had. And I just ran into something that just blew my mind. I just can't believe that this is the way it is. And most of the time, he'll have a perspective on that. And it doesn't necessarily need to be right on point. 
you know, the the difference in my industry versus what you may be doing is that in sales and marketing is a very, very broad, very broad subject. So you can sell pencils or you can sell cars or you could sell software. And a lot of the information is transferable and a lot of the skill sets are transferable where that may not be necessarily true in some very specific niche, you know, areas of industry. So in my particular line, I have a mentor that is a very broad generalist. He has done a lot in his life in a couple or three different industries, and a lot of that information and a lot of that skill set is transferable. Whereas I have mentored a few people, and I've not only is my sales and marketing skills that are also transferable in a wide uh, wide variety of different transferable skills, but I'm also very niched in the energy business. So I can help within that specific industry, in that specific uh, arena of sales and marketing, so I, I have a little bit of a double threat, right? I can be I can help you with sales and marketing, but I can also help you within a specific industry, within a specific you know niche of a specific industry. Whereas if I were just you know if I were just doing sales and marketing in let's say real estate and I had been a real estate agent, you know, for thirty five or forty years, then maybe my niche is I don't want to. I don't want to take those transferable skills and get outside of my industry because I really am an expert within that industry. So I want to stay in that industry. That's the advice that I would give you if you were thinking about being a mentor. I'm going to ask you to do exactly the same thing that I asked for those looking for a mentor, and that is write something down. Be specific as to what you can and can't give time for. Have a set of ground rules. Understand what the amount of time and effort and energy is that you can give and be very, very fair and very reasonable. Be very reasonable. You know, I can, I, I'm, I'm open to an hour-long phone conversation, you know, once a week and I'm open to, you know, a coffee once a month where we can sit and, and talk face-to-face for an hour or, you know, whatever the ground rules are. But try and have those parameters you know fit figured out written down and those guidelines put into place those are the things that you need to do in order to be a good mentor the other thing that i would suggest is is that if you're interested enough is that you should both keep a mentor journal if you are the mentor if you are the one mentoring someone and you are writing down the information and the questions that they ask and the the advice that you're giving them it will make it that much easier for the next one that you do because some of that can be transferred into a digital format where you could actually email it to them and say here's what i learned from my last mentoring experience and it may this may help you you know guide you on the path to get you further ahead what that allows you to do is that one hour of phone call a week has now been turned into here's you know 500 pages of documentation that we learned plus we'll get that one hour a week for clarity and and refinement and the things that are necessary it it actually helps spur both of you in the right direction and keeps a record. And then if the person that is being mentored also keeps a record, 
then those notes can be uh, combined and they can also be compared and contrasted and it makes it really really nice for both people to have a record of what was said how it was said and it becomes sort of like a diary that you can read back on and depending on the technology that you use you can have it as a searchable you know it can be searchable put into a database there's a variety of things that you can do with it so the information is is readily available so as we summarize today and talk about being a mentor or being mentored by someone else the key takeaways that i would like to make sure that everybody knows that we're talking about today is that you have to have a plan and you have to set a few ground rules so that everybody knows what those rules are and everything is transparent as possible now it doesn't have to be rigid and it can develop into not only a, a relationship but a, a real friendship over the years and it can be something that that enriches both of your lives for a very very long period of time i'm case in point you know that i can use and point to my own examples of my life i've had multiple mental tours that unfortunately have already passed but have been you know that were with me for you know 25 or 30 years in my career as i was you know developing skills and and honing them into an art I was able to bounce some of those ideas off of my mentors. I was able to uh, work within a safe space and come in and say, hey, what do you think of this idea? And they go, that's crazy. I've never heard of that. Let's, uh, let's analyze it. Let's look at it from all sides. Let's try and poke some holes in it, find out if it leaks. And then if not, then let's implement it and do a field test. Go talk to a few customers and do this, this, and this, and get back to me. And then the mentor also becomes the student because they're getting to do some field testing and trial and error on some other things. And then what you'll find is, from my own experience, I'm gonna tell you this. If you have a good mentor or if you are a good mentor, that network grows. Because here's what happens. You go see your mentor and you say, I have this issue, and he or she says, wow, that's cool. Then the, you know what they do? They talk to their colleagues. And you know what you do if you are the one that's being mentored? You ask your peer group. And then all of a sudden, you've got five or six or seven or 10 or 12 or 40 people all talking about the same subject with the same solution. And that all spurred from the fact is, that you ran up and shook somebody's hand and said, I love your work, would you be my mentor? Now, you probably didn't do that because I told you not to, but that puts a point, that puts the period at the end of the sentence, and that talks about why the mentorship is so important. It's a journey through, all the way through, from one end to the other, and it benefits both parties equally. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you being a listener to Inspired News Radio. And right here every single week on Sales with Sully, we answer your questions that you pose on Twitter at Sales with Sully. Until next time, sell something out there. Write down your ideas and your solutions for mentorship and send them to me at Sales with Sully on Twitter. Or you can reach me, of course, all the time on InspiredNewsRadio.com. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.